What's up, you beauties? Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 44 of season 5. I'm your host, Jim Icavone. I'm joined by Jack Smith and Travis Ballinghoff. If you're watching us live on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and set an alert for future shows. If you're listening as a podcast, please make sure you're listening and subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get notifications for future episodes the minute we upload them. Uh, before we get started, I want to just pump our jersey raffle real quick. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That'll get you four tickets. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify. That'll get you four tickets. Share the tweet on Twitter uh, or tag us in your uh, tweet uh, showing proof of your subscription to our YouTube or podcast uh, channels. Uh, you can also buy 10 tickets for $5, make payment to our Venmo at Flyers HW. We're on Twitter at Flyers HW, YouTube Flyers HW, uh, and you can search the podcast High and Wide Radio. Uh, we will be raffling off the jersey next week, August 28th, to a random winner. We have a raffle machine. Put your name, uh, your tickets on. Raffle tickets, raffle it up. We'll have some fun. Uh, we also have another surprise for you guys at the end of the show, so stick around. We'll tell you all about it. Uh, of course, all these links you can find on hoo.be forward slash hockey. Get on over there. Favorite the link. Get your raffle tickets. Win a jersey for, I mean, for free. Unless you, you know you're paying five bucks, which I would. You know where else can you get a Flyers jersey for five bucks? Only HW Hockey. So head on over there, guys. Um, all right, boys. We have a few topics to get to. The Flyers actually released some news the day of our show. Kindly of them, uh, and so we have that to talk about. They signed a 2023 draft pick to an ELC, an entry-level contract for those not in the know. Uh, we have more Fedotov or Fedotov news to get to. Uh, Flyers received uh, confirmation on their draft compensation for a failed former first-round pick, <laughs> which we will get to. And we're going to put some Flyers forward lines together. This is a topic that Jack and Travis have wanted to do for a couple weeks now. And we just have forgot to do it. So we're going to get to it tonight. And we're going to have some fun with it. So uh, let's get these smaller topics out of the way, boys. What do you think? Sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well, who wants to take the first one? So the Flyers signed their second of their two first-round picks today uh, in Oliver Bonk. Who wants to take that one away? Uh, I mean, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I know this was the pick a lot of people were uh, kind of down on, thought, you know, draft value-wise, it was a bit of a reach. Uh, but since, and I kind of was in that camp, but since then, he's definitely grown on me, and I've liked everything I've read, what I've seen. Um, it all seems like he's exactly what they were looking for in a defenseman, and he's already showing signs of being able to handle himself potentially at the NHL level. I don't expect him to be a regular or anything anytime soon, but it wouldn't be uh, – it wouldn't be all that crazy if, um, you know, he got a couple of those couple game tryouts, you know, depending on how long he lasts in camp, uh, which would be great. So it's good to see them get him locked up. They obviously like what they saw, and you want to see that in a first-round pick. For sure. And it was interesting. Uh, Trav, we were kind of talking a little bit before the show. We do have a question uh, from Ted E. before the show started. You want to get to that question? Teddy ball game. So real quick, I want to read it for the uh, listeners. Teddy S. 
you guys think Bonk stays in the AHL the majority of the year uh, and then plays three games for the Flyers in the NHL this season? What do you think there, Trav? So he can't play in the NHL or excuse me, the AHL for the next two years um, unless his junior year was to end early and he gets a tryout with the Phantoms late in the year. They could do that. Um, if he did get invited to big camp and um, has a really good showing, I guess he could make the NHL to start, but I'd be a little bit shocked about that. I would imagine he plays in London for the next two years. London, Ontario, right? Uh, the London Knights. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to make sure. My Not mind England. immediately Not goes England. to England. So, <laughs> but I don't know. It could be just me. So, okay. Yeah, he'll be playing with the London Knights up there. Um, yeah, won't be with the Phantoms this year. I mean, have you guys seen the Phantoms roster lately? Pretty. No. <laughs> they're they're going to they're pretty they're pretty loaded. Like there's no uh, more room for any more players. I'll just read through uh, the defense core real quick here. Uh, so on cat friendly, Oliver Bonk is in the uh, it's just the non roster prospect lineup, I guess. Not ne not necessarily the Phantoms roster, but uh, Wills Molick is down with the Phantoms, 24-year-old. You guys might remember him. They signed him after the college season, I believe. Uh, there's one more player in here that I want to talk about, but Emil Andre, want to talk about him for one second real mm -hmm. quick. Adam Yinning, uh, Ronnie Adderd, if he doesn't make the Flyers, will be with the Phantoms. Helga Granz, you guys might remember, they traded for him uh, in the Provorov deal. Ethan Sampson will be with the Phantoms this year, 19 years old. Uh, we'll begin the first year of his ELC, Mason Millman, uh, Louis Belpidio, and Victor Mete. So that's a lot of D down there. That's two, four, six. That's at least I think eight Mete's or nine a defensemen. Centerman. Victor Mete? Yeah, he's defense. Huh. Unless there's another Mete. He, yeah, the yeah, former, he's uh... definitely D. He's been around the block. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think I remember mostly with Montreal. Yeah. The crazy thing is he's only 25, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, we'll see. So I thought he was older than that. That's funny. Yeah, because he's been around for that long. Um, comment from Eric. I would love to see the Phantoms win the Calder Cup again. They're loaded right now. Very excited. Yeah, and you should be. More talent on the way. Gendron's going to play for them this year. Um, and, and who knows? Like, well, when we get to the lineups, we'll probably end up talking a little bit more about the Phantoms by default. So let's get to Vic our next topic. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Victor Mete is a defenseman, so yeah. minus one for me. That's <laughs> nah, okay. You'll get it back. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our second topic. Flyers did uh, obtain compensation for Jack. J.O. Swing and a miss, Brian. Man. Like the – the Flyers really were owed something for that pick, right? Isn't that how we all felt? Like, holy shit, what a waste he, he of He was pick. kind of a Fedotov situation in a different way, where he was so far away from the NHL, and we just kept hearing bullshit, you know, especially with his old team. Things weren't going well, so he was going to play over here, but the competition was less, and it was like, dude, this guy was a first-round pick. This is the last thing I want to hear with this guy. And I didn't like the pick from the second it was made. It was a, a, considered a reach. It wasn't on most people's first-round draft boards. And they just, you had Keandre Miller sitting right there. You know, it just, it was very, uh, 
I'm just glad it's you were moving past it, and I'm shocked we got compensation for it. I'm, I'm looking at these comments, guys. Sorry. I could tell. I'm try- I was trying to wrap up my point. I'm like, Jim's laughing <laughs> at the comments. I want to see how many people are going to comment on that. But, yeah, Jack, you're completely right. It. Uh, who was their first pick in that that draft? Was it Frost Barabee. or Farabee? Farabee. I don't you remember, Jack? I think that's the one that we watched over uh, – was it Rob's house? Yeah, well, okay. him and I had a house together for a little okay. bit. And we were really excited for the Farabee pick and then the – who was who was it that was still on the board? Was it Keandre Miller that was still it, on the it, board? Well, for a bit, it was Ty Smith and Keandre Miller. I'm like, one of those two, and I'm great. Smith went just before we picked. We took O'Brien, and I'm like searching my draft list. I'm like, come <laughs> on. Like, really? We He pulled one of these? you know, yeah, And then Miller yeah. went like either the next pick or the pick after that, both to division rivals. But it was just like, I mean, I was happy enough with the Farabee pick where I didn't think much of it. And even back then, I still had a little belief in Hextall. So I was like, all right, maybe he knows something I don't. I don't. But yeah, I was definitely wrong about that. That was the draft I wanted them to trade one of them picks for Dougie Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I thought we were at oh, that yeah. point in the Hextall rebuild. Like, okay, it's time to start adding some actual NHL talent here and Never really got that. Besides we kept waiting for that, and they had ammunition. It just never happened. That was like an early red flag that Hexel was just bonkers. Yep. I remember the – you know it's bad when the commentators are like, what? And they they were kind of – like they had to dig for this pick. They were yeah. like, well, this is a reach. And yeah, The only person who could do that is Jarmar Kekalainen because, you know, he's he'll right. do that, and people – he won't be on a seven-round draft board. But that man still knows what he's doing, at least to an extent, with very little resources. Hextall, you're new on the block here. We're, we're expecting the world from you. Don't be farting around. Just make the right pick. Right. And he's swinging a miss. So what what was the pick the Flyers got for O'Brien, Jack? Uh, 2024 second is what I read. Okay. All right. So I, I, I think that means the Flyers have two oh, it's first number round picks. First overall. I'm sorry, 51st overall. So it's not like... What was that middle middle yeah. end? Yeah. Of the second? yeah. So now they officially have two first round picks and two second round picks in the coming draft. There you go. Uh, to right. go along with a third, a fourth, a fifth, two sixth, and a seventh. And I would imagine that that only increases between now and next year next year's draft. So there you go. Four first round picks in 2024, which I think is uh, it's very early, at least. We know it's going to, there's some high end talent within the top 10 already. We know that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it's another deep draft. That would be, that would be pretty massive. Um, all right. Third topic here. And I know that nobody's tired of talking about this, <laughs> huh. but Ivan Fedotov, once again, it's, I, th- it almost seems like they're doing it for us. Like, hey, if you need something to talk about, Here's more Ivan Fedotov news. Uh, Sergei Fedorov is going to be popping off at the mouth for you. <laughs> so the head coach of CSKA Moscow is the former NHL great Sergei Fedorov. And I don't know who interviewed him. Uh, I had to translate the article. Uh, long story short, Moscow is acting like they are not going to abide by the IIHF ruling. What a shocker. Which, yeah, I think most of us kind of assumed was going to happen. Um, so just in case anybody forgot, Fedotov is ex- he's suspended by the IIHF uh, in European competition for the next four months, from September 1st 
to, is it December 1st? I don't know. Whatever four months is after September. Uh, uh, maybe New Year's Day? I think so. But apparently, Fedorov is saying that Moscow is above the IIHF ruling and he expects them <laughs> to play September 1st. So that's where that's at. Um, I don't know what happens next. I, I was trying to look at it from the perspective, okay, let's say the Flyers have a player that belongs to a team over in Russia and whatever this ruling body is has ruled that the player has a valid contract over there and can't play in America until whatever. If Tort I mean, Torts is probably the guy to come out and say something like that too, right? <laughs> like he's probably the guy. If Tortorella came out and was like, yeah, no, he's playing for us September 1st. I don't care what they say. Would you expect the NHL to get involved, Trav? How do you uh, think it would play out? I'm I don't know. What? Out. What could the NHL do? I was I was thinking more of like a an Olympic standpoint, like IIHF. You know, maybe they don't let Russia in the Olympics or the World Cup of Hockey for another couple of years. I don't know if that's crazy. I don't know. That was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm not sure if the NHL could do anything. It, it's interesting. Um, no. You know what? At least they're letting him play these preseason games while they um, it's not September 1st yet. And I guess they're uh, fight, fighting the ruling or whatever you want to call it, not abiding by it. I, th I think they're um, not vetoing. What is the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, well, who's trying to do that? The KHL team. They're trying to. Oh, Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't trying think of to get it disapproved or whatever. Yeah, Overrated. whatever that word is. I'm drawing a blank, but um, great radio here. Um, <laughs> at least they're letting him play games before, you know, he comes over and starts a bunch of games for us. You know, get knock the rust off early, you know. <laughs> no, That's who true. Who knows? Yeah, I linked the article on my Twitter. I, I even translated it for you guys. So if you want to read through it, there's some interesting stuff in there. Uh, not going to get too much more into it on the show tonight because you know it's uh i don't feel like talking about ivan fedotov anymore so if you want to read more head over to my twitter at jim ike hw and uh, go check that out you don't have to scroll down a day or two uh comment from eric wasniewski i'm a little shocked sergey fedorov isn't trying to help fedotov come to the <laughs> nhl when he himself was in the nhl years ago i had this thought a while back um I don't know. I guess things change. There's doesn't seem to be a whole lot of empathy here. That's for damn sure. I know there's rules over there and whatnot. And uh, I'll just say this. It's not, I've never been to Russia, but I know <laughs> in the States, if you want to speak your mind, you can, you don't have to, you don't have to fear for your life because you said the wrong thing. I don't know that it's like that in Russia, but I don't know that it's not like mm -hmm. that. So um, before I jump all over Sergey Fedorov, you have to keep that in mind as well, you know? So, yeah, good comment there from Eric. And one more comment on Fedorov from our buddy Jonathan Nesbitt. Johnny. Uh, Jack, I'll let you answer this one. <laughs> Tell Sergey Fedorov they can have the rights to Kerman Rufsov for <laughs> Fedorov. Another great Hextall draft pick. Yeah, is he still playing? Do you guys know? I think we traded him to yeah, Florida, didn't we? He's over. Uh, 
He's over in the KHL too. But his rights are with Florida. <laughs> wow. When the word I was paid. trying to think of was appeal. They are appealing the appeal. situation. <laughs> I was trying to help you out, but I, I didn't have appeal. Yeah, you were close. So you know what? Maybe they let that drag on for a little bit. Let him get some rust knocked off of him before he comes to Philly and plays a bunch of games for us. Boom. I'm still of the same mindset that the Flyers just to win. I don't even I don't care if he ever plays for the Flyers, but they should try to win whatever this is. They they shouldn't just lay down and say, Yeah, you know what? Like he's only signed here for a year. He's 26, 27 years old. Just keep him. You know what I mean? Because to me, that shows a little bit of weakness. And Danny Breer is a new GM. It'll make the Flyers organization, in my opinion, look bad if they just give up, especially because they're not in the wrong here. My opinion. Yeah, they're too in deep with it right now. Someone said on Twitter that um, they think they should just lend him back to uh, Ska over in Russia just because we have so many goalies, but I don't think there's any chance that happens just because they're so deep into this. Yeah. And it's like kind of soured a little bit, right? It's not like a friendly thing anymore. Right. Like if, if they had a good relation, like, like Emil Andre, and uh, his, his Swedish team, I think it's Yonko ping or whatever, HK 71. The relationship between that team and the flyers seems, you know, there's an understanding if, if, if Emil makes the flyers and wants to play over here, that's fine. Uh, I think we were talking to Bill Meltzer last week where if he doesn't make the Flyers, the Swedish team can say, hey, he'd probably be better suited over here. Like, we need him. If he's going to play in the NHL, just give him back kind of thing. So uh, that that sounds like more of a working relationship than this freaking Moscow. Maybe, like, don't draft any more players that play for the Russian military teams. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, boys. Let's move on to our... Big topic here. So dun, dun, dun. we've wanted to put the flyer lines together for a while. And this summer, it might actually be a little fun because the flyers have some talent on the roster. Um, and maybe dare I say depth at the forward, uh, the forward position. Like when we go through this, there, there may be some surprises. There may be some guys not in these lineups that should be. I'll say. So let's go through this here. I, I assume you guys want to start with uh, the first line. Or do you want to go in back? How do you guys want to do this? I think it makes just start from the first line. Yeah. I'll confuse okay. anybody. Sure. <laughs> um, so I'll keep, t- I'll keep tabs on, on who we say goes where. And um, if kind of two of us say, oh, this guy should play right wing, I'll, I'll pencil that guy in on right wing. But I'll be doing that in the background and uh, at the end of the show. I'll show you who we came up with, blah, blah, blah. So, all right, Jack, go ahead. Who do you got playing uh, on line one? For me, and this is projected opening day. It's obviously going to change a lot throughout the season. So when it comes to explanation, it will have a lot to do with it being fresh out of camp. No injuries. My center, top line center, I'm going with Coots. I think it makes the most sense. Um, Obviously, I'm going to have TK with him as well. Uh, I think T's proved that they both are first line players. That makes the most sense. And uh, at left wing, I actually, to start the season, I went with Farabee and I'm willing to uh, talk about that. I think it's a confidence booster. I think he's a guy who uh, financially speaking, as well as tenure, um, I think he should uh, 
be given an opportunity to, to rectify what happened to him last year a little bit. And if he does start off from the top line, it is a little bit of a confidence booster. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll go from there. Okay, very good. Trev, your first line uh, for the Flyers. So I got two similarities to Jack. I got Coots starting at center, um, much like the reasons Jack said. You know, he's the veteran. He's kind of – a lot of people – Say he's the best flyer on the, the roster. It's been a while, year and a half. Hopefully he can still be the player he was. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, I I think that makes the most sense, right? You're just you're penciling in Sean Couturier as your first line to center until we hear otherwise. Um, on the right side, I'm going with TK. I think he was the best player on the team. Should have won all the team awards, should have been the all-star. Um, it's a shame the injuries he had because he would have set some insane career highs. He already did set a couple, but it would have been even greater, but um, best player on the team deserves to be on the first line, in my opinion. And on the left wing, I'm going with Scott Lawton. And I'll talk a little bit about more of my reasoning in the second line, but you look at lots, obviously towards loves them, right? Um, I, I think he might have the upper track. Like Jack said, this is assuming everyone's healthy first game of the year. Um, I don't know. I kind of would like to see Scott Lawton on the top line, see what he can do. I'm, I'm, I love Lawton. So that's uh, interesting. Um, I, I guess we have to put in Couturier by default, right? Yeah, that's like what I mean. He's, he's earned the right reasons. to. <laughs> even with all doubt because I, I don't want to say I have no doubt that he's not going to play a complete season because I, I just, I don't want to think that negatively, but am I confident that he's going to be able to play 82 games this season or maybe ever again? No, I'm not. I'm not confident, but I think he's earned the right to be penciled in to the one C line. One uh, C position, right? So we have Coots now. The right wing, TK earned that spot. The way he played last year, he's a bona fide, I think, star in this league, and maybe not getting the recognition uh, around the NHL that he should be. At least not yet. He played like a star last year. I remember saying multiple times we were very impressed with the way uh, Travis Konecki played. Uh, our left wing spot on our top line. Yeah, this is a tough one because I think some chemistry matters, right? Um, we have TK Couturier, and you could tell that I'm kind of putting this together on the fly here. Um, so here's the thing. There's going to be have to be a player or two that's going to have to play on the left side. A, a right winger who naturally plays on the right side is going to have to play on the left. Uh, Joel Farabee is one of those guys, I think, right, Jack? Yeah. Doesn't he usually play on the right side? Eh, he's a natural left wing, but he's played a lot of right wing. Okay. All right. So let's agree. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Farabee on the left side too, which, yeah. Um, so we have two for Farabee, Coots, TK. Um, Trav has Lawton, Coots, TK. All right, let's move on to line two and then we'll kind of, we'll build this team uh, as we go. So Jack, your line two. 
I'm going uh, Frost. It's going to be center for me. Hopefully, mm. get all that sorted out. I'm going to keep Tippett with him. I'm going to keep Frost and Tippett, uh, my right wing there. I love Tippett last year. He's phenomenal. And uh, left wing for me was Lawton. And I'm going to. What I liked about this is I just, I totally like Lawton on the top line. Um, I'm going to try the skill first on the top line. It's the way I envision it. Moving Lawton to the top line, which could happen at some point, feels very the other players need to fire lit under their ass kind of move. So for now, I like him on the second line with some younger guys to uh, do some things that maybe they won't do and get a little dirty and get a little gritty and make plays happen so that the skilled guys can have room to operate. I mean, you have the natural passer to the goal scorer, so throwing a Lawton in there to you know make things happen with his hard nose play and never give up attitude. I like the idea of that kind of line. And I also think Lawton's just played himself into a top six role. Yes, you can move them all around, but uh, to start the season, I think he deserves a top six role. I like that line a lot. I think it makes a lot of sense. Trav, what do you got on, on line two? Again, pretty similar. Morgan Frost is my two, my two C assuming he gets signed. Um, loved the second half season he had. I think if he continues to build on, the things he worked on, he can be an elite second-line playmaking center in this league. Um, you look at Owen Tippett, he's on my right wing for the second line. Um, he's going to play first-line minutes a lot this year, but to start the year, Travis Konechny earns that spot. You could put Tippett on the left wing. They um, they did that a little bit in the second half of the season. I think we are going to see some of that as well. But to start opening night, I'm going to go with Tippett on the right side. I expect him to build off of his breakout season he had last year. I'm really high on that guy. Second line left wing is where I'm going to put Joel Farabee. And a lot of this is because I love the way that line played the last two months of the season. I love the chemistry they had. Um, for those who have listened to the show for a while, I kind of explained a lot at the beginning of the year. Let's take it easy on Joel. He's coming off a major surgery. Um, you look at the other guys who had that surgery, it's very reasonable to expect he has a down year. But that last month or two of the season when he played with Frost and Tippett, I was very happy with his game. We saw him scoring off the rush. We saw him scoring right in front of the net. For, for a smaller guy, as I say that with quotations, my arms aren't the biggest. Um, Joel, Joel Farabee was scoring goals right in front of the net, and that was really nice to see. So. I have Lawton on my first line a lot because I like the chemistry of that second line with Frost and Tippett. I will I will say this though, Farabee's best year I would say was that 2021 season that started in January. Joel played a lot with Coots that year and he scored 20 goals in 55 games. I would imagine cuz Jack said lines change all the time. He's going to play with Coots a little bit this year, and I think that could be a, a pretty good combo as well. So it's interesting because um, we can put Farabee on the first or second line here. Um, and you're right, Frost, Tippett, Farabee uh, had excellent chemistry. Uh, I think even Farabee finished. I don't want to say super strong, but he looked more like himself towards the end of the year, right? Mm -hmm. um, he's putting up some points. I think a, an off season for Farabee is going to do wonders. Like if, if, if anybody was, you know, if saying, Oh, they're out on Farabee, they're going to be in quick this season. I think um, yeah. 
Get them with Coots. Get them that confidence. Let's go. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, either line. I mean, so here's the thing. Would Coots benefit more from Farabee or would Farabee benefit more from Couturier Hmm. confidence-wise? Wait, said who was the first person? Which player do you think would benefit more from playing with the other one? Is it? Because I'm going to assume that Coots is going to come in and be like, oh, like, can I do this? You know, like he, uh, whereas Faraby, he already did that. He's got that year under his belt. He's going to come in, hopefully hitting the ground running. I wonder if he brings, helps bring Coots along in the, in the sense that you said there. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it, it does. Um, I'm going to lean with Coots making Faraby better for now. Faraby's, he did end the season a lot better than we thought. I mean, it's funny. I look at this list. I'm like, do I really see Faraby actually being on the uh, top line with Tortorello as a coach? Like, I, That might be a little hurdle there. But um, maybe in a sense, but I think it, Coots will do a lot more for Faraby throughout the season. I just he's, – he's the vet. He's the, he's the older guy. Faraby didn't have a good year overall last year. Sure, he finished strong. But he if he had a normal season, maybe I'd be more on board for that. But because he's got to have a – comeback of his own i think he's good he probably would rely on um you know some of the tutelage from the older guys okay um yeah so i think we can cement frost and tip it in there uh, for that second line the left wing side see i keep forgetting that we have scott law in here and i don't want to put him on my second line for some reason i want to see um does Cam Atkinson go on that line? Does he belong there? Can hope he play not. with can he play with those two? <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I have him lower because I don't think so yet. I'm okay. not a big Cam Atkinson the player fan, I'll be honest. Um his first year here, a lot of his advanced metrics were really bad when he wasn't playing on a line with Claude Giroux. And even like they started that year and they, they nicknamed it the fab line and it was Farabee Atkinson and Broussard and they were scoring goals early in that year, but it was, they weren't really generating a ton of chances and it was like, okay, well we're not getting a ton of chances, but we are capitalizing on the few that we do get. I don't know. Cam Atkinson's time in Philly and not loving it. If they could get out of that contract tomorrow, I'd be all over it. I'm going to, don't know with the surgery. I just don't know. Like yeah. I and I, it's already if you're already iffy to begin with. Now he's two years older, coming off a major injury issue. Like completely geez, agree. I, I can't. He's got to be in my bottom six to start the season. I have to see what we have. And I understand you can make the same argument with Coots, but I, I don't see it. I think Coots has played up to his game more recently. I mean, he also does a lot more than just offense. And he's making a shit ton of money too. That's a lot to do with it. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, <laughs> but he—that's where he just he needs to play. Like I can't see any other center where you have a plethora of wingers. So just put him down on the lineup, see what you have, see if he's got to build back strength or whatnot. I don't know how many times he's missed an entire season. So I could, on top of the, his age, like he's gonna need time to to get back into the mix. So I'm not too quick to just throw him my top six and you know say you know have at it. I agree with everything you said. But we also got to remember the torts effect. He yeah, loves Cam. He loves just swap, Cam. Just swap Farabee for Atkinson now. <laughs> if you don't. Right. Atkinson mm. first line, Lawton 
second line fair third, third for me <laughs> <laughs> this is tough go with Lawton and call it a day uh, you know I am thinking about it because where else does where else does Lawton fit in the lineup he's I mean, not going to play more center. center openings I could see but they have plenty of center depth yeah you, you want to use Cates at 3C right like he's let's all over now like, pro- yes I do we're gonna I, I like him as my third line center I mean it's like the Coots effect like i just i don't want to say it mirrors his career because coots was the eighth overall pick but like i just love him in that role to shut down center you know on your third line and see what, what happens with the offense and, and I, playing with a guy, in my scenario he's playing with a guy like atkinson so it's not like he's playing with no skill so i i think that's perfect for him where he's at in his career and i i was gonna get into it once we talked about the third line but I didn't really like the offensive chemistry that Lawton and Cates had together when they played on a line last year. So that's kind of also why I had Lawton on the top line. I didn't want him on a line with Cates. Yeah, I mean, two very, very good players, and I think Cates is going to take a step this year, but just the offensive chemistry they had when they played on the line, I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, if I see Lawton and Cates together, I want to see it on the penalty kill. Yeah. Here's a question, and then uh, we'll get to some comments before we continue on here. If Couturier doesn't play large chunks of the season, who's your 3C? So you can that's where you can see Lawton move back in and bump things yeah. around. Because Frost has to stay in the top six. So it could either Lawton moves to center, second line center, Coots get or um, Frost gets bumped up, and Kate stays at three, or they, they'll probably try a little bit of everything. They'll probably take some minutes off of, you know, all the lines to make it a little more even, I guess, not completely even, but, you know, limit some people's times, but I can't see anybody stepping up and just taking the reins. Yeah. Like you can move lots there. Um, Oakham in the comment mentioned Elliot Denye. I think that's a real possibility. I don't think he makes the team out of camp, but I like that kid's game a lot and he can play center. He can play wing. Um, He's an option. Maybe Paling um, has a hot start to the season. Maybe they want to throw Lazinski in there, give him a chance. Yeah, that'd be something. Uh, yeah, so this is proving to be a little bit harder than I thought, but I think that's a good thing. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, all right, let's run through some of these comments, and then we'll get back to uh, to what we have here. Um, we have another James Shaved again. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap james looks like he has a court date i don't uh okay uh from dave frost and Tippett have to be on the same line yep i think we're all in agreement jonathan nesbitt interesting stuff lawton on the first line right out of the gate um and you know like originally i'm like oh shit lawton on the first line but i don't know where to put him when i'm looking through this lineup and it's not a negative to lawton it's just where does he where can you use his skill set or he's like the guy that you put in at the very end say oh well we can put Lawton right. anywhere from the first line to the third line so let's kind of leave his spot blank till we get there hey he's he's shown he's got good chemistry with TK in the past mm-hmm. very true and he's got that uh towards guy dangerous move oh the paralyzer <laughs> Paralyzer. Please tell me they didn't trade Ivan to only have York play on his offside. Well, we're going to get to the defense uh, maybe next week, Oakham. So I'm sure we'll see you then. We'll talk the defense. Teddy. Uh, 
thoughts, please? Can we avoid? I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get to this. Let's finish. Yeah. Let's finish up the lineup first, Teddy. Uh, all right, who can we go through? Yep, we got the Denoy. All right. So I've yet to give my second line. Yeah, left you're taking spot. your sweet old time. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's because he didn't make it. Well, because yeah. you guys put in Lawson Farabee, right? So if I put in Cam Atkinson, we're going to have this whole big discussion, and we're we're all going to be all right. Well, you know what? I'll put in Cam and Ak- Cam Atkinson just for the sake of discussion. So we'll get to that once we finish our third line. Let me pencil in Cam. Coots deserves to be on the first line. Cam Atkinson didn't earn it. All right, see what you guys are saying. All right, so we all got Kate's penciled in third line. Correct. Who plays on the left wing on the third line, Jack? I have Hathaway. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not fiddling around with Allison or anything like that. So I, uh, I'm going to put him up there. I think they want to move him at the deadline potentially. I want to see him play, make things happen. Holy. And yeah, so that, that's that's who I have penciled in there. Okay. Who do you have on your right side? That's where I have Atkinson. Oh, Atkinson. And that's where Cates is centering. Okay. That could be a fun line if things go correctly. Uh, Travis, your third line. So I have Cates. He is my third line center as well. And to be completely honest, we may list him as the third line center. I would not be shocked at all if he leads flyer centers in nice time this year. Mm-hmm. I think Torts is going to play the piss out of him. He's going to be the shutdown center. I, I like kind of Jim mentioned earlier. I don't know how often Coots is going to play, how many games, how many minutes do they ease him back into things? I really liked what I saw from Noah Cates last year. I also, I would not mind seeing him on a wing with Coots at some point this year. Not to start out the season, but that's something I'd like. I really like Katesy as a as a four checker, and I think we saw more offense out of him that little fifteen game stint he had uh, his first time up with the Flyers when he was on the wing with uh, Frost and Tippett, I believe. Um, so I got Katesy penciled in as the center. I think he's going to take another leap this year um, on the right wing, or I'll go left. Um, I'm going to move Cam Atkinson over to the left wing on the third line. Um, part of me moving him over is just because he's the veteran of the group. Maybe he has the easiest adjustment. Um, and on the right side, I have Tyson Forrester and I, I wonder, cause Jim mentioned it earlier there, we have a lot of right wings and someone's going to have to play on their offside pretty much every night. And I went back and forth on this because Forrester's really like the guy of the group that will consistently wind up and rip a one-timer. He's really like the only guy out of the group that'll do it. So maybe he goes to the left wing, but I also don't know if he's ever played left wing. And I'm not sure if that's the best way to develop him. Um, kind of mentioned it earlier. Farabee, a left wing started out on the right side, connect a right winger started on the left side when he first uh, got his NHL chance. So maybe I'm overthinking it, but I'd rather him, the rookie, start on the right side. We'll move the veteran Atkinson over to the left side. Atkinson, Cates, and Forster's my third line. 
Okay, very good. I would be excited if Forrester made the roster. Um, so yeah, that's my. I maybe it's unpopular, but I do not have him making the team out of camp. I do think he will be up with the Flyers for most for majority of the year, maybe even most of the year. I just don't have him making the Flyers. I'll be honest; I'd be very shocked if he does not make the team. I think, I think if he has a middle of the road camp, he'll make the team. For I me, think it comes I, to dollars and cents. That's the guys, true. The guys they bring in, and you know how. Um, Tortorella is going to run his team with some of these these players and these names, unless there's injuries. I just in the past that's just how I've seen these teams operate with money, uh, and then down the road, you know, because then there's injuries and there's more reason to put him in and whatnot. Do I think he has the talent? Do I think he should? Yeah, probably. But we've seen Farabee not make the opening night roster when he 100 deserved it, and they found a way to get him back up. So I could see something like that. Very good point. I just the way. John Tortorella talked about that guy. Like John Tortorella doesn't praise many of his players, and he was praising the piss out of him. It was very obvious how much he loved Tyson Forrester. I think he has to have a bad camp to not make the team. His job to lose, in your opinion, huh? Yep. Yep. How much does this scream? Like they, I really wish Danny made one more trade at wing. (laughs) Just one, you know. (laughs) I I wish they could have flipped Atkinson for a left winger, like. (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't in the cards. That wasn't going to happen. But when we're kind of just writing down our lines, like uh, that would have been nice if they could somehow do that. I think they're in a great spot. Yeah, so. so they like they can flex in. I think Forrester's going to have one of those years where he's up and down. He'll probably be one of the first guys they call up. I don't. I don't see him with the Flyers all season long. Hmm. And so here's my thing: is that I don't. This is going to be crazy. I don't. I don't know if it makes sense for him to make the flyers roster out of camp um and here's my reasoning because if he's going to be going up and down between the flyers and phantoms which i think he would be what's the point of saying hey you made the team we're going to send you to lehigh in a couple weeks because i don't don't think that's the case they're going to need you down there because there's just there's just too many there's just too many players on the flyers roster so what's the rush so I, I will say this, and I'm, I'm not on Instagram as much as I used to be, yada, yada. It seems like he's developed a pretty good friendship with guys like Joel Farabee, uh, Cam York. There's, there's one more guy he's been hanging around with all, all Tony. summer long. Is it, has, Tony. Was it Tony? Yep. Yeah, so I mean, there's a bond there. There's a friendship there. Um, sometimes that makes things easier in camp. You know what I mean? So... He's going to be – Forrester's going to be one of those guys I think we root for. I think we want to make the team out of camp. I think Tortorella's going to want to make uh, – he wants him to, to make the team out of camp, but that doesn't mean he's not going to make him earn it. And if I was Tortorella, I would push him just a little bit harder to make the decision easy for me, right? Because, like I said, you, you don't – really want to be sending this guy like what like again let me ask you what is the point of saying hey you made the team oh but we're gonna you know you're gonna be bouncing around between the flyers and phantoms like when you make the flyers don't you want it to be because you're here to stay kind of thing does that make sense Right, you want to come up for a cup of coffee and get set back down. When you're told you made the team particularly out of camp it's like you're going to be a part of this team moving forward but go ahead, Trav. I'm sure you got the counter. 
No, I mean, it, it makes sense, but like, I, I just feel like we've seen it in the past where guys are just up and down. Claude Giroux, Morgan Frost. Um, trying to think of some other young guys that kind of up. I mean, no, yeah, I so Jer- Joel Farabee didn't make the team, got called up, then got sent down at the deadline when they got Grant and half, uh, Grant and Thompson. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I, I'm curious why you think he's just going to be up and down all year. Is it going to, is it because of um, other guys making more money and then being the vets, or is it not yeah, confident I, in the skill? No, I'm, not, I'm extremely confident in the skill. I think there's multiple factors. You know, like there there are multiple reasons why you can say uh, we don't like he's got the skill. We know he's got the skill. Do we absolutely 100% need to? Does, is he going to play? These, if if Forrester makes the team out of camp, barring injury, obviously, you think he's going to play 82 games with the Flyers this year? Like, what's your gut say? Uh, like, I'm gonna. It's not really that simple, but I'm gonna force you to say yes or no. I I lean yeah. Okay. All right. If if the coach is certain that he's going to be with the team all 82 games till they're out of the playoffs, and then join the Phantoms for their playoff push, yada, yada. Then I would say, yes, put him on the roster. If the intention is, well, if he starts to slip off a little bit, we'll send him down, you know, and then we'll leave him down until he gets it going. Then we'll call him up. If you do that, you're going to be messing with his confidence. Mm -hmm. Like these are still kids. Uh, Maybe he's not fragile, but some people are, as we've seen. I think we were worried about, Cam York a little bit last year when Tortorella chose to uh, send him down to the Phantoms. I was a little bit worried, like, geez, what's what's Lappy going to do to him down there, right? So I I kept Forrester off my, my original lineup. You're kind of talking me into putting him on. So I'm going to leave that right wing third line spot. I was going to put Hathaway up there, to tell you the truth. I think Jack had him on. Jack, you had Hathaway on your left side? Yeah. On the third line? Yeah. All right, so I'll put Hathaway on my right side third line for now, and we can come back because that's one that we can go back and forth with a little bit. Well, um, I'll just add, like, it's funny. I'm, like, right in between what you guys are saying. Like, I, I just don't think he, might, he will make it right out of camp, and there's a lot of other factors out of his control uh, where I think he would have to – Impress. I don't want to say a lot because he does bring a lot to the table as all as al- already. But uh, once he is here, maybe there's an up and down early. But then I, I expect him to kind of stay for like you know from December on, like something like that. Maybe even earlier, like that. And I don't see up and down throughout the whole year. I, I think he. This is a year where he gets here and he smooth and he shows he belongs, like Kate's the previous year, you know, like something like that, and. Um, you know, and th- that's typical for most players. You know, it really is. It, it, there's no like, I started my year from not many, very many players here, and I played in the NHL ever since. So, you know, so I can see something like that happening. An injury is going to give a lot of opportunity for things of that nature as well. And if he couldn't make the roster, actually, if they have a lot of injuries in preseason too, but going by the roster as is, the money on the table, I'm in between what you guys are saying. I think, I think we got our own bases covered at least. Okay. All right. So let's come, let's come back to that one. Cause maybe, um, 
maybe talking about our fourth lines kind of smooth some things up for us here. So um, just, just so um, I have it right, Trav, your third line was Atkinson, Cates, Forrester? Yes. And Jax was Hathaway, Cates, Atkinson? Mine was Lawton, Cates, Hathaway. All right, so we'll come back to the third line because there's some things to talk about there. Fourth line, Jack, who do you have playing on your Philadelphia Flyers fourth line? I got pooling as my center. Figure okay. they brought these guys in here for a reason. Uh, right wing is Wade Allison. This guy needs to uh, – it's big year for Wade. Um, I'd be surprised if he's starting any higher in the lineup. I'd be really curious as to what that lineup looked like, uh, unless there were injuries. Um, he, yeah, so this is a big year, and he's starting from a posi- I, the position that I don't know if his body can hold, but I know he can play it. If he can prove that he can be effective and healthy and play more north and south, then we'll go from there, and then we'll see. So I couldn't start him any higher than this. I don't think it does anybody any good to start him with the Phantoms unless he has an absolute shit camp. Um, so I like him there. And then I got Deloria at left wing. All right. Very good. Trev, your fourth line. Very similar. Uh, I got D'Lo on the left wing. It's pretty self-explanatory. He's going to be in the lineup. He's probably going to be, you know, fourth line left wing for 99% of the games this year. Locked in. Right. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not a also like I'm not a big fan of developing kids on the fourth line unless it's like a a game or two right so put the veteran the enforcer the big tough guy D'Lo on the left side um, I also have Paling on uh, at the center position for the fourth line like Jack said they just signed him um, I'd imagine on the organizational depth chart as of right now you pencil that guy in on, on your fourth line center. Um, not really sure what other options you have at the moment for that spot, unless you do move Lawton to center. So I got paling there and on the right wing, I got Hathaway Um, guys. One of the most effective fourth line guys in the league knows his role, plays it very well. Pencil him in there. No Allison on your team. Is he in the press box? Is he with the Phantoms? He is my 13th forward. If there's an injury, I think he's there. Um, that being said, the thought of Wade Allison playing with an extra chip on his shoulder, I, I like the sound of that, but um, it's its a numbers game right now. And also being said, Wade Allison with an extra chip on his shoulder, that, <laughs> that could lead to some injuries as well. He's very I, honest about, you know, he, he falls a lot and I don't know, but I, I'm not giving up on the player. There's talent there, the shot, the speed, the forechecking, the physicality. I really like the player. He gets that north-south game going like Torts wants him to and stay healthy. I think you got a player there. Well, ideally for me is if he can prove he can do the little things and the other things that Torts wants him to do and stay healthy on the fourth line, then you could move Atkinson over to left, Hathaway to uh, the fourth line, and Allison up to the third line. Mm-hmm. And then I think that gels a lot, a lot better and you're not just throwing him into a role. He's kind of earning it. Love the chip on the shoulder kind of thing. And this is, of course, if Forrester doesn't make it, that jumbles the whole thing. But yeah. um, I, ideally, I would like – he's got. if this is our last year with him, and it's okay if he's in the press box and gets in a lot, um, but like I, we need to see him play, you know, because this they're going to have to make a decision on him. So I, we got to see him play and see what he has. 
and that's not necessarily wrong with uh, the comment. Yeah, Alex, I made sure I added that. <laughs> yeah, tip on the shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's if he gets hurt again, I think he like real bad. You got to make a decision. You got to. I would cut your losses at that point. I mean, you got to be able to to be available to play, and he's. Yeah. It's not like he showed his play when he was healthy was good enough last year. So I mean, you really got to be tough with him. Got to make tough decisions with him. It's going to be a shame. Like, let's say that does happen. Knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't. But say he gets hurt. They let him walk. Signs in like pit or something. Stays healthy. Scores 25 goals. Like, <laughs> I could just, if he ever plays 82 games and gets a chance high in the lineup, if I, I don't know. It, I only do it once in his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the player. I like the, I like the person as well. He's a good dude. Yeah, I was a big him. fan. This last year was like a big, like, ah, jeez. Teddy ball game. D'Lo is the Laurier. That's D'Lo Brown, former European ball champion. Game. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy ball game. Teddy's Teddy ball game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think. Well, I'll just say I got I got polling in the uh, Laurier. It's my center and left wing, and I put Wade Allison on my fourth line. And I think that you can probably swap him in Hathaway whenever. Um, I, I gave Hathaway the third line spot because he's more the veteran guy. He's like the, per like Trev, you mentioned perfect fourth line guy. He's good bottom six guy. Allison, we don't know. I think you know what you're getting with Hathaway. How's that? Like he, he's been in the league almost 500 games. You know what to expect from him. Allison, you mentioned great guy you can't even expect him to be healthy from game to game. Um, you mentioned Forrester openly pray. I, I'm sorry, Tortorella openly praising Tyson Forrester. He wasn't overly negative. I don't think about Wade Allison, but he made points to mention his play multiple times in a non-complimentary fashion. And uh, if I'm his coach, it's one of those guys you you don't like to, you know, get down on. You want to see a guy like Allison win. He's a good kid, good guy, plays tough, has some skill. You want to see him succeed. He just doesn't have the time, in my opinion, to put it together the way someone like maybe Morgan Frost has a couple more years' time. You know what I'm saying? For me, it's... Now or never with Wade Allison. Like if he doesn't come into camp and absolutely like wow you all camp, I don't know. Is is he a guy that they put on waivers even? You know? Because if, if Wade Allison in, in, in my roster, and it sounds like Jack's roster as well, if, if Wade Allison has a roster spot, Tyson Forrester doesn't. Because you're you've you've gone out and signed. Garnet Hathaway, you've signed uh, Paling or Poling, however you say that, former first-round pick in 2017, Montreal Canadiens. He's going to be your fourth-line center. Good metrics. Deloria, as you mentioned, his position is fourth-line left wing. Can't put Allison over there. Where does Wade Allison play? I, I hate Wade Allison on the fourth line. You know, I feel like he's being wasted down there. But... He's a player that can put the puck on the, in the net. Poling's not a bum. This guy can play hockey. 
maybe he needs a guy like Wade Allison down there. You know, I'm not crazy uh, about the thought of Delorier and Hathaway playing on the same line. I think that's maybe a line, you know, when the other team sees that line out there, they're like, oh, let's go get one. Could be wrong. We'll see how that works out. But Allison's a, a guy where I'm like, I don't know if there's a spot for him on this roster anymore. And I don't have the same excitement to see. All right. All he needs is a year. You know what I mean? Um, see, I, I agree to an extent. Like when they first signed Hathaway, I was like, damn, you just boxed out Wade Allison. And that's yeah. so, sometimes that's good. Like you want to make the kids earn their spot. But like at the same time, he's kind of in like a sink or swim year. Like this is probably the last year for Wade Allison. So I don't really love boxing him out. Um, now, I think the writing's on the wall for him a little bit, to be honest with you. Now, I, I would be pissed if they waived him just because just let him play the year. Injuries are going to happen. He's going to play games, assuming he's not injured. Um, but he's going to get a chance in the lineup, whether he makes the opening night lineup or not. So I, I would not be happy if they waived him. But I don't know. Like I, I look at him and like the speed, the skill, the toughness, like he's a guy in my mind that should be able to be like a Michael Roffel or a Scott Lawton. He could play on your top line for a couple of games. He could play in your middle six. He can play in your bottom six. Like I, I think that's his future in the NHL, in my opinion, a guy that can play anywhere if he can stay healthy, just because he has so many different tools in the toolbox. Um, I, I think Torts was actually kind of hard on him last year. It seemed like after every single game, they'd ask him about way he doesn't play enough north south. He turns the puck over too much. And right. and I guess it was like somewhere around the middle of the year, someone asked him for a, an evaluation. And he's like, it's hard to evaluate him when he can't be in the lineup. And you, you don't hear that a ton from the coach. It was 100% correct. I don't fault him for saying it at all. But you don't hear the coach say that that blunt about one of his own players. But I don't know. It is I, it I is, wish man. the kid nothing but the best. I really like him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He He's a guy that you want in your locker room, right? He's got that kind of personality. But, yeah, if your coach is saying that, I mean, we say, we say it on the show a lot. The best, avail, uh, the best ability is availability. And if you can't be on the ice, there's, there's somebody else that can be out there, you know, and you can't marry – can't be married to these guys um, – there's too much skill, mm-hmm. right? There's, there are players who serve a purpose on the roster right now. Hathaway, Paling, Delo- say what you want about Deloria. He serves a purpose, right? Um, Kate serves a purpose. Obviously, guys in the top six serve a purpose. What, what's Allison's purpose? They don't need to depend on him for goals. They have other guys that can do that. He can't play the the physical checking for checking style. Cause he'll get hurt. He, he gets hurt. In my opinion, he's a guy that you just, I think maybe if he's not on your fourth line, Trav, you said he's your 13th forward. That's fine. That's, that's fine. Let him. Maybe that's best for him to not play 82 games. You know what I mean? So um, I would be fine with that as well. I wouldn't be happy if they waived him and somebody claimed him. Um, so yeah, either 13 forward or somehow find a way to get them on the phantoms. You know, they could always use a little bit more of whatever weight Allison brings. So 
I don't I don't know if we're going to talk about it this episode or maybe a week or two from now, but like this point last season, if you were to ask me who I think is going to be the breakout player for the Flyers, last summer my my answer was Wade Allison. Yeah. We're only 12 months removed. Like I don't think he lost any skill. No. He just wasn't able to do it last year, man. We've seen this with a couple of players throughout the league. And he's one of the reasons why I just need more sample size from players. Like everybody's, yeah. you know, sees a little bit of something at the end of the next year, and then they're ready to, to give him a franchise eight-year deal. Let's do it. <laughs> We're good. You know, sign Frost now, eight years, eight million. Let's do that. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I need way, way more sample size. I'm being dramatic, obviously, but like he's a perfect reason because what Travis just said is exactly how I feel. He was our go-to guy to have a breakout season, and boy, did he disappoint. And there was a lot of names that we liked last year that really, like Tippett, for example, Frost, you know, they just, York, like they just, everybody like made a statement. It's like, how was Allison not in that list of players? If anything, regressed real bad. And it's like he, yeah, and now he's been, he was drafted in 2016. And guess what? He was injured like almost right away then too. Like he, it's his, the clock is definitely ticking with him. So, I mean, I hate to flat out lose him for nothing, but he's got to start proving everything we're saying wrong. And he's running out of time and he's got a coach that doesn't put up a bullshit. So I want to see him succeed too, but you know, it, it's going to be what it is. And that's what this part of the year is all about. And the only other thing I wanted to throw in is these guys that we brought in and free agent deals. We are probably looking to move some of them to trade deadline. Yep. They're going to get NHL time first because if you have any chance of trading them, they're going to have to be NHL players. So I think that's also going to be, you know, hey, if Allison beats somebody out, good. That's a good story. That's great. But in the meantime, he's on the outside looking in. Maybe we um, we talked about doing like a breakout, who we think is going to break out this upcoming season. Maybe – we save that for an episode, and in that same episode, we do who who's the comeback player of the season. Sure. Because you look at some of the guys who were injured, Coots, Cam, but you look at, like, the rest of the roster, like, I feel like a lot of the team last year played to their expectation or some exceeded it. I don't think too many guys, like, damn, I thought more – We I thought we were going to get more for him. Wade Allison – comes to mind uh Faraby um who I think we all think is going to have a big bounce back and I guess Sanheim like that you kind of look at the season we had last year a lot of guys played to that expectation or exceeded it in my mind yeah most guys did and that just shows you with more prospects coming this team loading up on draft picks you know and they're not shy to sign people if you're going to make yourself an NHL player and prove it to this team or you're out the door so I'm going to do a self-plug real quick. I have a 32 and 32 for the Philadelphia Flyers coming out on Dauber Prospects. I think tomorrow or Wednesday. Ooh. There was a section for like risers and fallers, and I only put three players on the falling side, and I'll name two. One of them was Wade Allison. The other one was Tanner Lazinski. These are two players who... I don't know if we were excited about, but two guys that we've been waiting to make the team for way too long. And it's not necessarily their fault. They've been injured. But, uh, I mean, you were drafted in 2016. Both great guys. 
Tanner was nice enough to come on our show uh, last summer. But it just feels like unless they have, it feels like they're going to be, um, how do I say this? They're going to have an uphill battle in camp as opposed to maybe a level surface. You know, it's they have to prove something because last year was not the best for either player. I think Losinski got hurt again and even spent time with the Phantoms. Uh, Allison missed 22 games, and the games he did play, he was invisible in a lot of them. And we know that there is skill there, but how do you unlock it? If you're not available to play consistently, how can your play be consistent? Do uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just – I'm ready to move on from those – like there's an easy solution. It's, hey, we replaced your position in the offseason. You have to fight to make the team now. Tyson Forrester came in in eight games and lit the world on fire. So that's one. Oh, and also we brought in Garnet Hathaway, who also plays your position. What are you going to do, Wade? Uh, Lazinski, you know, the top three spots are, are locked up unless Coots goes out. Um, I don't know. These guys are both on one-year deals. I'm not going to make a huge deal about either one, but um, the time has come for them to either sink or swim, basically, you know? I, I completely agree, and the Flyers start the season on the road, so I imagine you keep 14 forwards. Mm, a lot of teams point. do. If that is the case, I would say Lizinski's the 14th forward. Can play center, can play wing. You look at the age. You mentioned sink or swim. Completely agree. This is a sink or swim. Not only season, this is a sink or swim camp for this guy because I would not be shocked if he's on waivers at some point if yeah. he doesn't produce. So, the fall from grace out of bed. Yeah. And he, he's not even a guy like when Twitterella. I think talks about Allison. You can maybe sense a little bit of disappointment. I think like there's something there. Like oh, he plays two East West yada yada. When he talks about Lazinski, it's he talks about him in the way that you're like, oh, Lazinski is not even on his radar. Kind yeah. Of thing, right. Like it's almost apathetic. Like who? Who are you ask me about? Kind yeah. of thing. I noticed that too, and I I want to say he started the season on the third line last year. And he did. It, did he score in the opening night game against the Devils? He did. Uh, you know what he did? And I think it got credited to – I don't know. He definitely he scored twice. I don't remember. It was confusion if it was Frost goal or Lazinski's okay. goal. I can't remember. I remember he had a, a pretty good game. They gave him some ice time, played, started him on the third line, and it just seemed like after that it's like this guy's still around. Yeah, 26. Not a kid anymore, unfortunately. No. Um, you know, that it's time, man. Time just keeps marching and, uh, doesn't wait for anyone. And unfortunately, you know, we had hopes for these guys. They could have been something, uh, you know, rough road. So, all right, let's get to, let's try to wrap up our rosters here. So let's get to the things that we all agree on first. We all agree that Sean Couturier is our number one center to start the season. I think we nailed the centers. I yeah. Think all, I think we all got all the centers. Uh-huh. All right. So down the middle, we're looking like Coots, Frost, Cates, Paling, Poling. I'm going to have to ask Jeeves how to say that. 
Um, all right. <laughs> I've heard I've heard it both ways. Paling, polling. Uh-huh. I kind of like saying paling. Is that how we're saying it? That that's what I. I don't know. Somebody. I feel Somebody like it was, paling was unanimous. So all right. Uh, first and second line right wingers. We we all had TK and Tippett. Correct. I hope we see that Konechny Tippett on the same line. Little experiment they did last year. Hope we see that at some point again. Um, connect me tip it, you say. So I'm on left wing lock. Do you guys use that? Mm-mm. So what's that? Is... The old Peter Laviolette system? <laughs> I use it for fantasy sometimes. For, what is uh, it? Start, like starting goalies and whatnot. It tells you who's starting and line combos. And... Uh, I use daily face off. Okay. Um, so on left wing lock, it has the Flyers top line of Travis Konechny on the left side, Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson on the right Whoa. side. Second line is Farabee, Cates, Tippett. There's your line there. Third line is Allison, left wing, Frost, Forrester. Third line is Delorier, Law, and Hathaway. Who was the second line center? Cates. Huh. Uh, I think he. I think he gets more ice time than Frost yeah. on a night-to-night basis, but you kind of just write down the lineup. Yep. Cates, he's kind of your third line shutdown guy. I was tempted to put him on the second line, but uh, – I want to give Frost the uh, the boost of confidence. Hey, you're our second line guy. Boots <laughs> goes down, you're the guy. Like, come on. Um, okay. Now, the left side is, I think, where there was some confusion, and there's probably going to be confusion for the coaching staff as well because the Flyers flat out just don't have any left wingers. Um, okay. So our top line guy was between Farabee and Lawton. I think Jack and I both said Farabee will play the top line. Jack, you had Farabee on top line, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. All right. So we have Farabee, Coots, TK. Line two, we have Frost, Tippett. Sorry. Um, and then we had again. All right, so this is one where we have to have a conversation because Jack had yeah. Lawton, Travis had Farabee, and Jim put Atkinson. Um, I can be persuaded. I don't need I, I don't need to have Atkinson on the second line. Do I yeah, think well, he's going to be a 30 well, score or no? No, um, me and Jack both said third line, but I had him on one wing. He had him on the other. Okay, so Atkinson's going to go on the third line. Um, let's see who you guys had. Uh, you all, So Jack had Hathaway on the left side. You had Forrester on the right side. Jack and I don't have Forrester on the roster. So Tough one. Let's put uh, Atkinson on the third line left wing. How's that? Boom. I think that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, it works for me. He's a, he's a vet. He'll be fine. Um, okay. So we still need our second line left winger, and we need our third line right winger. So where do you yeah. guys have Lawton playing? Well, I yeah. mean, I think we – Jim, do you have him as your second line left? No. I had Atkinson. So, oh, I'm sorry. It looks well, like by like default – well, if we already put Atkinson on the third wing and you have Farry playing left wing center, I think Lawton would naturally slide into your second wing. Left, second left wing. And correct me if I'm wrong. No, you are correct. Travis had Lawton on his line two. I love I'm you. sorry, that was line one. I apologize. I'm looking at the wrong thing. I figured if it's not line one, you'll take line two, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And Jack and I had Hathaway on the third line, so I'll put Hathaway in as our third line right winger. Sorry for the pause. And then who do we have as our uh, fourth line right wing? Is that I have Allison. <laughs> and I put Allison also. So let's do Allison. And who are we leaving? Oh, we left Forster out of the lineup. All right, so here we go. Here's our HW Flyers roster as of August 21st, 2023. Top lines, Faraby, Coots, TK. Second line is Lawton, Frost, Tippett. Third line, Atkinson, Cates, Hathaway. I'm not sure I, I like that line. What, what was it? Third line? Atkinson, Cates. And Hathaway. Fourth line is Delorier, Paling, and Allison. I no. like it. That's exactly what my list says here. So <laughs> Jack won out. You nailed it. <laughs> See me selling, selling Lawton on that second line. <laughs> Is that what he did? <laughs> wow. Like the rest will just fall on the place. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I so, like that. Like looking at this, I'm like, you know what? They could flip Allison to the third line spot. Like I, I can see a rotation of Forrester, Hathaway, and Allison, obviously, you don't put Forster on your fourth line, but uh, like those guys get interchanged. Hathaway plays every game, though. I think like he doesn't. I don't right. think there's a game where he sits in the box. I mean, I want him on my fourth line. I just need other guys to get the lead out of their ass to make it work. So coming into the season, that I envision something like that. Hmm. I'm not saying that'll be the majority of the year. Opening night, that's what I think is something closer to that. I don't hate it. I I like it. If and if you have kids like Forrester or somebody else like freak out in preseason, that's well, a good problem to have. I, I got my eyes on Bobby Brink, man. Dude, he's another one. At so, development yeah. camp, that was the only time I've ever seen him in person up close. Man, I was impressed. I've been hearing you. that a lot, like for years. I'm ready. It's it's almost like he's a myth. It's time. <laughs> So I don't want to give away my entire preview for tomorrow, but uh -oh. I think I've, I've tweeted it even. To me, Bobby Brink, is, he looks like one of those guys that's too good for the AHL. There's just not a spot for him on the NHL roster yet. Oh, like, Danny B will have to take care of that. He, he will. Uh, so he's another right winger. I think there could be a spot for him if they find a way to move Atkinson or something. Um because with the players that they have on the in the lineup, like Faraby, Tippett, Forrester, like guys that can put the puck in the net, Brink is just going to feast with these guys. He, he's he's such a creative player. He's got great vision. Uh, he's good without the puck. Good with the puck. He see he's one of those guys where he see they he sees the play. He's not the fastest, but he makes up for it with the way he reads the game. Yeah, I think I don't want to go ahead, Trav. I mean, you brought him up. Right. Uh, agree with everything you said his vision is elite and the pure playmaking passing ability is really good too pretty good shot um he's not slow but like you said he's not the fastest guy out there um well i was gonna yeah. say what are they saying about his skating now because the word hate was used when he was drafted now i know that's dramatic but we get the point yeah i mean he he's not skating with Tuamala, but no I, I, it didn't look like an issue to me at all. I mean, he was creating, okay. he was creating plays left and right, 
by far the best player that I saw in the two days I was there. I, I was really impressed. I mean, if you want to see Montreal in complete flames, have York, <laughs> Brink, and Mishkov all pan out. Like, I mean, that'll just move Cam York to left wing, put them all on the same line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we traded down, got York okay. and uh, Brink, because that was the pick, essentially. Like, they, moved, and they used it to move back up and get them, you know, and then the Mishkov, what happened with Mishkov and whatnot, and have all three of those players plan out pan out oh yeah i'm sure that'll that'll be great i think montreal's crying now <laughs> yeah uh the phantoms are going to be fun uh, they sound fun those there's a lot of intrigue with a lot of different players like uh, i i yeah. think denoye or denoye denoye whatever it is i think he's going to play some nhl games this year i think ole lixell is going to get some nhl games like we we got some talent here yep. and i kind of vision Denye and Lixell, both as bottom six guys. Um, we'll see what kind of year Zade Wisdom has as well. Like when he was drafted, it was like, okay, well, the ceiling's not very high, but the floor is like this guy's going to be on Philly's bottom six for a while. And it's like, oh, you go to the ECHL, then you're starting to really wonder, like, is this guy going to make it? But I mean, just a couple of years ago, like this guy was surefire going to be an effective bottom six guy for us, it sounded like. Well, I remember Denoye just like freaking out in junior, scoring four goals a game, having like 10 goals in five games and, you know, just losing it. And people were still like higher on wisdom. And I was like, I didn't understand why. I liked wisdom, don't get me wrong. But like I was expecting so much more. And he's almost in an Allison situation with the fans. So <laughs> you know, and that, that's not good. So, yeah, he's definitely a guy who's for the Phantoms is going to, make or break it, I guess. This year. It, it was interesting. We had Bill Meltzer on last week and he kind of, uh, Zade wisdom came up and he kind of mentioned how bad the skating was. I actually heard that Zade wisdom came in pretty, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> out of shape. Uh, I, I heard that as well. Yeah, that's it's true. Well, your job's on the line and you're not in shape. It is true. Well, that, that's a sign of immaturity, right? Like you, you come into camp out of shape. Like, uh, are you serious about this or not? Um, so, yeah, um, I talked about a lot of these guys in the write-up that's going to come out. If you guys want to check that out, it's over on Dabber Prospects. So it should be out tomorrow. I'll tweet nice. it. But uh, I talked about guys like Bobby Brank, Gendron, Tuamala, who's going to be with the Phantoms next mm-hmm. season. Uh, Denoye, a guy that I, I agree will be up and down this year. May not make the team out of camp, but I think he's a player that LaPerriere likes a lot and a player that John Tortorella likes or will like a lot. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of players to talk about down there. I mean, we didn't even talk about defense tonight, but you know, we talked about Bonk earlier, Emil Andre, who will be either with the Flyers or the Phantoms next season. We, we talked about that. I think that thing got resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently... Um, he, what did he do? He said goodbye to his Swedish team or became I believe the Swedish like team said bye to him. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> so now, it's, now, now I'm forgetting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I That's how I thought it was. I thought I, I'm, I could be wrong, but I thought they said goodbye to him. Yeah. Okay. How I thought I remember reading it. So there you go. So uh, Andre will be over here, which. Which is great because that's been our like last two questions, the last two shows and boom, it's answered. So yeah. Great. Now we just need to fed it off one answer. Uh, and heart too. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jesus. This is about uh, to start. What the hell's going on? No, just seriously though. Like, let's go. Yeah, we're less than a month away till camp yeah. starts. But uh, yeah, so I won't I won't continue going down the list. But yeah, Dobber prospects tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. Uh, anything else, guys? We uh, that was that was fun putting those Good four episode. lines together. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. We we had a you know we we agreed on the centers and the the top two right wings. I feel like there might be a lot of disagreements on the defense. Ooh, maybe I don't know. Hopefully, nobody wants to watch a bunch of yes men. it's true um all right so i guess before we wrap up we have one more announcement we are going to be at the glassboro glassboro i don't know why i said glassboro glassboro car show september 1st friday september 1st we'll be there we'll we'll have a tent we'll be doing giveaways uh or you can actually come buy stuff buy some merch um i'll put out more details on twitter or you can go to the glassboro Site, I believe it's glassboro.org. I'll look it up for you real quick. Oh, I gotta get off Brave. Here you go. Glassboro.org. Yeah, go to glassboro.org. Go to community events. Just go to community and uh it should come up for you. So glassboro.org, go to community, look up Glassboro Car Show. We will be there. We'll have more details on Twitter and for you next show. Uh, we'll also be doing our Jersey raffle next show. So a lot of stuff coming up for you guys. Uh, the car show is a good opportunity to, to hang out and, uh, you know, meet you guys, you know, talk some flyers, hockey, look at some cars. It's going to be some food trucks. There it should be a, a nice time. It's a nice event. I think it's from like five to nine uh, Friday night. There's some restaurants and bars uh, around the area. So it should be a good night. Fun time. Anything else guys? Not that I can That's think it. Of. We're going to wrap this baby up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. John Van Beesburg. Best man.